welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Matt O'Hara. Yo, Rich. If I sound like a funky monkey today, it's because, well, I'm getting over the flu. Man, you are a funky monkey. Yeah. I had to go to the doctor today. Give me some of that codeine. Oh, man. I was like, is that like that purple drink? The doctor just looked at me funny. She's like, what? I'm like, nothing. Nothing. Never mind. She's like, here's some codeine. And she almost probably denied you because you brought it up. She could be like four different medicines. Good Lord, man. But I'm alive. Yeah. I hurt my back, too. Yeah. No kidding. Getting old, man. It's, ter- it's terrible. These kids terrible. are going to kill us, man. Yeah. Taking me down. Mm-hmm. But, uh... On a happier note, we're still talking rookies. Mm-hmm. You weren't here last week. We talked free agency. Ah, uh, yes, I missed it. So today is going to be part two of our rookies where we left off last week or two weeks ago on part one where we hit the top four where we basically agreed that, you know, the top tier is Amari Cooper, Devontae Parker, and Kevin White. I and agree, yeah, yeah. Dorio Green-Beckham kind of, you know, in the middle there. And then now we're about to get to the second tier, tier two group of guys. So tier one is in like, you know, they're like Tom Hanks, you know, a league of their own. They're up there. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, Kevin White could be Madonna. And we'll call Kevin White Rosie O'Donnell. So today, <laughs> I, like, on a little side note about uh, Kevin White, I was listening to an interview today on Sirius Satellite Radio, and it was, um, gosh, it was the safety out of Alabama, Landon. Collins? Yeah, Landon Collins. Like, universally the best safety in this draft or whatever. He got and, smoked. Well, they, they asked him who the toughest guy he went against this past year, you know, and, and he goes up against Amari Cooper every day in practice, and he said the, the best guy that he went against was Kevin White. Yeah, and, I mean, after watching all the tape on the guys we're about to discuss now, like I said when I called you before about Kevin White, like, wow, after watching mm-hmm. this film, you know, some of these guys, even like Devontae Parker, who I have as my number two receiver, his tape doesn't always make me go, wow, like where Kevin White's tape made me go, you know, makes me go, wow. Right, right. None of these guys, where they have some moments there, are like, wow. But, again, they're clearly a tier two to me for a reason. Uh, I still think this class is going to be, by the time your rookie draft comes along, I still think it's going to be your first round to be running back heavy. I really do. Uh, this running back, this receiver class here is still, it's a good class. But after you get past that four, it's kind of like a crapshoot. Yeah, do you like Jalen Strong better than, Brashard Perriman, well, to me, it's not that big of a difference. And the more I, yeah. the more I watch the tape, I think I like Perriman a little bit more than Strong. They're really close for me. Yeah, so, exactly. So, there's no, it's no big, you can't, like, you, can, you know, sometimes you're sitting there at a rookie draft and somebody takes somebody like, what are you thinking? Right, right. You know, what are you thinking? Taking Jalen Strong there, you should have taken Devin Smith. Like, it's not like that. It's going to be more like, oh, how'd you pass up on David Cobb there? He just got, he got drafted by Baltimore. What are you doing? Right, right. So... I think by the time we always talk about it, we talked about it last year, how it's easy to talk about these receivers and where they're going to go. But by the time the draft comes and all these running backs are in their places, everybody always needs running back. They, help. Always, they always creep up every year, man. So one of two things can happen here where you're going to get good value on receivers late, but most likely you're going to get good value on running backs early second, late, late first. I think that's that's going to be a sweet spot for either either or. Like if you're looking for a running back, you can get one, and if you're if you're looking for a wide receiver, there's still going to be some good ones left. Yeah, over this last week, I've really convinced myself that I thought for sure the top six in every league just about is going to be you know Cooper, Parker, White, Green Beckham, Gordon, and Gurley. 
And now I'm pretty sure I have this really strong feeling like at least one of those running backs is going to land in a situation that's going to push him up. A Jahi or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, somebody's going to go to Baltimore, San right. Diego, Arizona. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to go, you know, New York. Somebody's going to go somewhere, and they're going to be like, man, I just can't pass this up. Where Doriel Green Beckham's nice. I love his upside. But, but this guy's a starter in Philadelphia. You know, well, obviously not Philadelphia right. with Ryan Matthews and DeMarco Murray going there. Pretty crazy. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. You're, you're a Murray owner. How do you feel about that? Well, you I'd, I'd be, talk about yeah, it. I think I'd be more worried if it wasn't Ryan Matthews. Like the dude just is perennially injured. So, I, I mean, I'm kind of crossing my fingers that that just kind of stays the way it is. The only thing I didn't like about it was when Chip Kelly, because you only had a 300 something carries, and Chip Kelly was like, well, there's no way he's going to get that many carries. He's going to get half those carries. Right. So, I, I mean, stinks. I agree that, that, you know, Murray's value probably took a little bit of a hit, but I think after the amount of carries he had last year, it was going to, his carries no were going to take a hit either yeah. way. So that's, that will, that, that will be his all time peak. Absolutely. When you look back at his fantasy career. So, I mean, you wrote it to a championship. I wrote it to a championship and I'm happy. I, and that's the most yep. important thing possible, right? Now, now I'm hoping that he slides back in, you know, running back, solid running back one numbers. And then, you know, you know what I hope hmm. that you slide right back into like third, fourth place. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. Bring that trophy uh, back over here where it belongs. Get out of here. Uh, hope been, you guys are uh, looking at your trophies out there. I've been staring at that thing every night before I go to bed. It's just <laughs> sitting in my room, man. Little wink. Oh uh, yeah. Hi, baby. Mm-hmm. My, my, my son went over and gave it a high five the other day. Oh, did he? Oh yeah. I uh, got that Heisman looking uh-huh, trophy. That's right. So, uh, speaking of trophies, a good way to get a trophy is, Build a dynasty, mm. and to do that is to build through the draft. And like, obviously, everybody runs their drafts different. You know, some people are like, "Hey, you know, you guys value your rookie picks different than I do." It's because you guys have a twenty-man roster. We run thirty-man rosters. Uh, we're gonna do after we get through all these rookies. We're gonna do uh, our opinion how you should run your dynasty league. And we did one last year too. But again, our belief here at Dynasty Nerds is to run basically a large league and build through the draft. And build through trades. Right. It's it's a it's a good way to go about it and really limit free agency because then everything you do, you did yourself. Everything everything that you do, you have way more reward out of it because you just didn't pick Joe Blow off the waiver wire all of a sudden. You didn't pick Charles Johnson off the waiver wire. Right. Uh or CJ Anderson off the waiver wire. Even though somebody you probably would get off the waiver wire. I mean wire. you could still get good guys like that oh, every absolutely. every once in a while, but they're so few and far between that the you know, the way the expanded roster is really just, it puts a big emphasis on your draft picks. And it makes the rookie draft that much more it, fun. It sure does. And that's really, I mean, when you're boiling it down, that's what you, that's why you want to play this dynasty league stuff is to get into the rookies and, and really yeah. get into the, the meat. Makes uh, NFL draft funner. Exactly. And actually, and be able to listen to us talk about these guys. <laughs> Who doesn't love our central voices? Ooh, yeah. My wife. Yeah. <laughs> so um, let's get in here. Let's kick this off here with part two of the rookie wide receivers. Uh, first guy, let's talk about Jalen Strong, Arizona State, 6'2", 217, runs a 4-4-4, had 82 catches last year for 1,165 yards and double-digit touchdowns yeah, with 10. 10. Yep. Uh, I like Jalen Strong, and for me, he reminds me of Anquan Bolden. That's, that's who my comp is for Jalen Strong. He is somebody that does everything pretty well. You know, not good, well. Uh, he has really good hands. He's really physical, and he has good field awareness. You know, he uses his body really well. To you know, it's, it's a nice. He's a nice receiver. Uh, he does really. Be, he does really well on the back shoulder throws. 
Uh, he's really strong after the catch, and he gets off the line of scrimmage uh, really, really well. Well, the, the, yeah, he does. Absolutely. He gets off the ball well. I mean, he's he's a big physical guy, so, that, you know, he uses that to his advantage. The only part that, you know, the only part of the Anquan Bolden thing I don't really agree with is I think he's a little bit more of a downfield threat than Anquan Bolden really ever was. Oh, maybe like initially Anquan, I guess, could get downfield a little bit, so I guess. I guess yeah, maybe I, I mean, just proved it, myself wrong there. But, but you remember, because Anquan, I mean, remember, Anquan busted down the season yeah, as a rookie. He had over 1,000 yeah. yards his rookie year. Yeah. And this guy, and that's and what reminds me of, like, Anquan, because even Anquan, like, yeah, when you're young, you can do it. But, like, Jalen Strong, to me, doesn't have, like, a second gear. You know right. what I mean? It's kind of like yes. he's at, he's like a 4-4 four, four speed, but it's like, whew, there's no, you can catch Jalen Strong getting away from you. Right. Like, for example, like, a Devin Smith has got, like, a second to third gear almost. Yeah. Like, that guy can turn it on. Sammy Coates. And, and they ran a very similar 40 times. Uh-huh. But uh, Devin Smith, when he gets on the field, has got like a one gear when he's like getting in and out of his breaks and another when he's going, you know, like he can fly. True story. So, yeah, Jalen Strong is is like a one speed kind of guy. Hence again, my Anquan Bolden. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think physical, I, big, like they right. were, you know, he, he, you know, Devin Smith isn't chucking dudes to the ground where Jalen Strong has that ability. I mean, right. he's a big guy, 6'2, 217. Who runs a four four four? I mean, it's pretty solid. Uh, again, I mean, there's a lot of things to like about Jalen Strong, and he, that's why he's like he's my number one guy in that second tier. Yeah. As of right now, I also do, I also one one other little thing. I I don't think he can catch the ball quite as well as Anquan Bolden. I saw some concentration or like some contested balls that he didn't come down with, where you know Bolden just bodies up on people and like he makes those kind of catches. But yeah, I feel like sometimes like he almost like thinks too much on the mm, field. Something he looks, yeah. he'll look too early on right. there. Things I saw, like the things where I where you said he doesn't catch the ball well. What I saw out of it was like not because he has bad hands. No, no, they're concentration issues. Yeah, like the things that could be coached up. Absolutely. You know, like Sammy Coates has bad hands. Like you can't coach. You know, right. You can give him a handshake with a big glob of stick him, but that's about as good a coach <laughs> as you can get there. Uh, he doesn't have hands issues. He has, you know, like concentration, not getting his head turned around in time, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, he has, uh, you know, he needs to think less like, you know, tracking the balls downfield. He has to stop looking too early on the routes to kind of just, and again, of course, as all these run, you know, so many people you have notes on here needs to work on their route. Right. right. Yep. You know, and that's, and people can't forget about that, about, uh, people going to the NFL. I mean, how important that, unless you're a straight line like Mike Wallace burner, a la, as of right now, guys we're going to talk about like Sammy Coates, Devin Smith. Right. I mean, if you can't run routes, it's hard to succeed in the NFL. Ask Corderell Patterson how how that how that's going for him. Yeah, no kidding. I mean. It's such a huge. He, he has not made the transition at all because he can't run routes. No. I mean, that's what gets you open. Those quick breaks. Again, that's why Amari Cooper, to me, is still the number one guy here because he runs the best routes, which to, if you run as good as routes as guys like Amari Cuba does, you can play in the NFL for six to seven years. You don't have to be a burner. You don't have to do anything else because you can get open. That's right. the most important thing. That is very important. It is the most important thing. But the uh, reason the reason I have Kevin White above Amari Cooper is because you can teach Kevin White to the little nuances of route running. You can't teach mm-hmm. Amari Cooper to be two inches taller. And be faster and be able to jump more and, and that kind of stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, I hear what you're saying. So that's, I, mean, I just see Kevin White as having a little bit more upside. Mm, I'm going to get you a Kevin White t shirt. I would like a Kevin White t shirt. I bet you would. Uh, yeah. 
I'm, I'm a size large, maybe extra, extra large if it's going to shrink. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm like right in between her. You one of those, uh, oh, you already have one of those fresh Dynasty Nerds t-shirts. I sure do. Shout out to all the people from uh, last week's episode that bought a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt to support the podcast. They are online at DynastyNerds.com if you would like to buy one. Uh, if you're going to go out, want to meet a lady? Killing it with one of those Right things, here, man. man. They yeah. see that They see that, and they know you mean business. That's right. And you're, and you're most likely a champion because you listen to uh, us talk, and chicks dig champions. That's right. Just ask the chicks. So, uh, yeah, shout out to all those guys that really, uh, they actually, we had some people go on there and buy some shirts, support the podcast. Uh, Good shirts, man. Get down there. DynastyNerds.com. Support the podcast. Buy one. And yes. here's the wardrobe. But, yeah, so Jalen Strong, as I yell in this mic, I'm that telling one, you, I'm That one sick. is loud. I'm sick. Yeah. And tired of your nonsense over there. <laughs> Disagreeing with me on Amari Cooper. Uh, no, but, I mean, so is Jalen Strong for you? Where do you have him on your rankings? Is he number five for you, or is he, like, He's actually number six. Who do you have above him? Nelson Aguilar. I like him way more. You are a big fan. I am, man. I am. Tim Torch, he wrote his Nelson Aguilar uh, uh, column. He did not like him. He does not like him. And that has mostly to do with the history of USC wide receivers. It seemed like an awfully biased. I wrote him. I said, hey, I disagree. Yeah, that's right. Agree to disagree. No big deal. Yeah, But you can't go on history. No, you can't go on history. That's the case. Melvin Gordon can be a super turd. That's right. Monty Ball can kiss my. <laughs> you anything else you want to say about Jalen Strong before we move on to? We'll talk about Nelson Aguilar next. Um, let me see. I have the fantasy points per game for him. At yes, give tw- it to me. Twenty-one point five. So that's, I mean, that's pretty solid, man. Yeah, he was the number one guy over there in Arizona State. Absolutely. So we know that he's capable of putting up big numbers uh, if they feed him the ball and they feature him in the offense. Yeah, and it shows like you know he had eighty-two catches for one thousand one hundred sixty-five yards. So it kind of shows. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, if you go PPR, where his production mostly came, it's not like he had 82 catches for 100, you know, 1,700 yards. It was right. 1,100 yards. Uh, right, and and I'm basing this definitely off of PPR and uh, point of reverse. We numbers. always do. Yeah. So, but he had 10 touchdowns. You know, it's right. solid. And again, again, it brings me back to that where he can be caught. You know, he catches the ball. He's big and he's physical, but he's not running away from anybody. Right. Exactly. So, Jalen Strong right now, I have him as my number five. You have a number six. But, again, you're splitting hairs. I, I agree with you where all these guys for me are right, going to be right. They're real there. close. Yep. Besides a couple of them. I mean, like Devin Funchess isn't too close for me. Devin uh, Funchess, I could barely even see him on my list. He's so low. And Sammy Coates. We'll talk about Sammy Coates. Right. Soon, but he's kind of a tweener for me, too. But let's get into your guy that you have number five, Nelson Algalore. Okay. USC, six foot. Six foot, 188. 198. Yeah. yeah. Runs a 4.42. I had four 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 on mine, but maybe I just mis mistyped on that one. But go ahead. Okay. That's splitting hairs. 104 catches. Nice, dude. 1313. Mm-hmm. 1313 mm-hmm. yards for people who want to know that. Uh and twelve touchdowns. Yes. So similar stats to uh Jalen Strong. Absolutely. But, Gets it in a completely different way though. Yes. Yes. He these does. these two guys, that's where their similarities end, is is he He's a much, he's a really good route runner. Yes. He might be right behind uh, Amari Cooper in I route run ability here, which we, we were just talking about before would bump him up on your list, you know, as well for that. But not just that, he, you know, makes really sharp cuts. This guy can stop on a dime. He's one of those guys that stops and starts like like nothing, you know. Yeah, and he got better as the year went on. He had mm-hmm. like a really strong second half. All his, like most of his stats came as, as during the second part of that year. And memory, I mean, he's playing at USC, but they don't have really strong quarterback play either. This guy's a—he's uh, also a former high school running back, and he, I mean, he's like—he's one of those guys that you can get him in space, 
and he can make guys miss and, and make something happen. I mean, bubble screens, he's, he, he lines up all over the field. Yeah, play outside and the slot. And in the backfield. He's lined up in the backfield before as well. Like a Percy Harvin kind of guy that we got to talk about over here. I mean, a little bit, but um, I don't know. I know he can return kicks. He can return kicks. He, he's taking kicks to the house. He's, he's just a multi-versatile type of guy. Yeah, he's he's he he's somebody who moved up my boards the more I watched because I, w- I didn't really pay attention a lot to USC mm-hmm. this year because, well, they're irrelevant. They are, yeah. I mean, they're going to be coming back to relevance. They're going to they're gonna be getting off all their uh, sanctions soon, so they Early should Jio. they should be doing all right. Yeah, but, I mean, after watching this tape, I mean, I remember I think I talked to you and Mike about it. I was like, hey, man, I think I really have an L- After watching the tape, I think I really had Nelson underrated there. You, you had him, like, where, like 12 or 13 or something initially? Really bad or whatever, you know, just yeah. initial rankings. Right. Usually what I'll do, like, for my initial rankings, I'll try and get, like, a national consensus of where these guys have, and then kind of go in order from that and move them up and down as I watch the tape. And right, right. They give me kind of a basis, and after I watched Al Galore's tape, I told you guys, like, wow, I had this guy way too low. Yeah. I don't know what these other guys are thinking. I'm moving this. I'm, I'm moving him on up. Moving on up. Fish don't fry in the kitchen. <laughs> Beans don't burn on the grill. Yeah, so so those are the good things that Al Galore does. You know, again, real strong second half, really, really good route runner. Like Matt said, he can stop on a dime. Mm-hmm. Drops are concerned for him. And, you know, I've heard from reading up on him, too, like heart comes up a lot with him as well. Really? I, I did not catch up, uh, any of that. I have a note here that says heart hmm. comes up a lot. So I've, I've, I've read it in multiple Multiple, little, uh, multiple scouting reports. That's a little disconcerting. This coding's kicking in, man. Woo. And he's not the biggest guy. I mean, six foot one ninety eight's not small, but it's not one of these big number one type of guys that no. you you typically think of. That doesn't. I mean, six foot doesn't concern me. Right. It's not like a. It's not like me neither. Me neither. But he's not like when when you when I, you know you see Kevin White's measurables, you kind of drool a little bit. Like, oh, yeah. that's the guy. You know, like. And I, I think I read a stat recently, like one of the other sites put out there about like. They did something where like who scored the most touchdowns receiving last year. And I think it was like six foot, six foot one was like the height that really? scored the most. Yeah. Wow. Which was kind of surprising. But yeah, I mean, so six foot to me isn't it's again, not with, you know, these cornerbacks nowadays either. It doesn't really concern me too much, uh, compared to being like five ten. I know it's two inches, but two inches is a lot. Yeah, it is. I Different agree. between six foot and six two. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, he's not the biggest guy, and he's got again. You got it. Drops are still concerned with him as well. So that's fine that you're getting open and you're running really good routes, but you have to catch the ball. Uh, just as important being you have to run routes in the NFL. Even more important is catching the ball. It's a big time deal for the wide receivers. I agree. Yeah. I mean, the only time it's not like as important if you're somebody like maybe like a Kelvin Benjamin or. Like a Devin Funchess, when you can get in the red zone and you can catch touchdown, you know what I mean. You're catch, right. you're you, you're more one dimensional. Uh, but well, I didn't see like a huge issue with that though. I mean, it's not like like no. Kelvin Benjamin last year. I was alarmed. Big red flag. Yeah, yeah, this guy's not like that. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. It's just a concern. I don't. I don't have it here as a big concern, but still, he he had some drops in college. You know, I, right. I, I want right. as I go back and watch some of the tape, it's like, okay, there's a drop. Oh, there's another drop. I just didn't want it to get blown out of proportion that he drops a lot of passes. It's not like an epidemic or anything. So I have him. It's, I have him. I don't know. Actually, I don't know exactly where I have him, but six seems right about for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I, I'm interested to really see where he goes as well. I'm interested to see where like a lot of these guys go because that's, in, that's, that's what's going to be the big determination between a lot of these guys. I mean, they're so close in rankings right now for me that, 
you know, a good team here or there could flip these guys from, you know, nine to six, you know, or something like that. Absolutely. Know? I mean, that's going to be the, that, the whole reason we don't have our top 50 overall big board on the site yet is because there's just no need. There's right. no need until the NFL draft. When the NFL draft comes, that's going to change everything. That's going to change. Gonna fall right in place, man. You know, same thing with the running yeah. backs. There's some running backs that are like, oh, I really like him for what he does. Oh, mm-hmm. I really like you, what he, you know, what he does. But let's see where you land before I even waste my time ranking you, right. you know, up and down. So, yeah, Al Galore, I mean, it all, like you said, it all depends where he's going to go. And the biggest, the biggest comp for this guy as far as size and speed and stuff has been Jeremy Macklin. That's so, a good comp. Yeah, I like that. That's a really good comp, actually. So, I mean, that's to give, a, to give people an idea of who to compare him to, I guess. I mean, I think that's probably where you would lean towards. I like that. I yeah. mean, now that I'm looking at, I mean, as soon as you say that, I just, I just, like all like the type tape I watched on Jeremy Macklin just popped in my head. I'm like, wow, that's really similar. Yeah, I really like Macklin coming out a lot. Yeah, he's, yeah, you drafted him in the first round. I sure did. Yes, you did. And I don't regret it. Why would well, you? Other than, kid, other than an injury, Alex Smith. Yeah, regret that. Ooh, yeah. Son of a Alex Smith. Yeah, that's a, that was a downgrade. Yeah. What are you gonna do, man? My kite string goes farther than <laughs> Alex Smith's balls. The balls he throws. Yeah, uh, Bumblebee Tuna. <laughs> Bumblebee Tuna. Your balls are showing. <laughs> so, Al, Al Galore and Jalen Strong, two guys that I'd like to get on my dynasty team. Uh, you're probably looking. These are late first round guys. Late first round mm-hmm. guys. Yeah. Uh, and all depends where these, again, these running backs might push these guys. You might be able to get in your draft one of these guys like 2 1. Yeah. 2 or, 2. Dude, sometimes 2 5 or something. Like These are the kind of guys that you never know depending on where they go. And somebody else is going to like Devin Fenches way more than we Ugh. like him. Because, you know, these other sites, when you go on these other sites, which, you know, they all do a great job, too, and they have them higher than we do. I know that for sure. Yeah. Uh, so, again, I mean, we could be wrong, but, hey. Uh, that's all I got to say about Devin Funches. <laughs> I agree. Let's talk about another guy here that I like a lot. All right. And he hasn't done his pro day yet. He, did, he had some hammy issues, so he didn't run into the combine. Uh, but after watching his tape, uh, I really, really liked him a lot. Brashard Perriman, uh, Central Florida, 6'2", 212, you know, 50 catches, 1,044 yards, nine touchdowns. He has great size. Again, he makes really good cuts, really athletic. He's good with it. He has really good hands. Not great hands, yeah, I, but good I put, hands. I put good, not great hands the exact same way you said it. Yeah, me too. Good hands, not great. Yep. Me too. Hmm. He just had, like, some concentration laps or something. You know, that's what it looked like to me. Um, but continue. I didn't mean to jump in front of you. Yeah, I mean he. No, that's that's fine. I mean we have similar <laughs> note taking skills, right, right. so I was just kind of mesmerized for a little bit. That's all right. Get Dreamweaver. over it. Get, get off it, coding boy. Come on. <laughs> so um, I have him now as a kind of like a V Jax, you know, Vincent Jackson kind of comp a little bit. Okay. But with maybe even like, I, don't know, I like the way he gets out of his cuts a little bit better, I guess, than Vincent Jackson did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not say, quite as raw coming out. Not quite as raw. Okay. He still needs to work on his routes as well. Right. And I like to see him be a little bit more. I mean, he's a big guy, but he doesn't play aggressive. Uh, I didn't really see him really play like you know, like to use his size more for his advantage. Um, I wrote that he can adjust to to poorly thrown balls well. Yes, which he had a lot of a lot of because his quarterback was terrible. That is a big <laughs> thing, to, and I had, a, I had that's my last note I have on him was like he did really well too. But after watching his tape, there were so many like his uh, his stats could have been way uh-huh. better. Like. He'd be talked about way more if he had Blake Bortles there again this year. Right, Because Blake agree. Bortles left, and his quarterback play there was horrible. Like, 
a lot of stuff behind him. Yeah, just out of position and oh, like man. watching the tape. I'm like, the half the time, I'm like, what is it? Like, I'm more like yelling at the quarterback than anything it was, else. It was really rough to watch some of that film on on Perriman. Yeah, you're just bad. like, oh, dude, he's open. Ah, what are you doing? Yeah, he and he, so. had, he had some wild moments there too for yeah, him. Yeah, uh, and really good size. Like mm-hmm. again, he is really he is good size. He's really athletic with good hands. I mean, there's there's not a lot of stuff. I I can't really like. Again, besides like working on his routes, like I'm gonna say about most of these guys, right, and right. being more aggressive, there's not a whole lot I don't really like about what I saw on the tape. Really, I mean, I, I could easily see him going. I could see him somebody going to. He's a guy I said where everything's close. Like a Perriman goes in the first round somehow, and say he goes to Baltimore. You know, he's gonna he has a chance to jump everybody else here on my board. Not again, not my top four, but they go to the top of that tier two level. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. It completely depends on where this guy goes, like, team-wise for me. I don't think he's going to go in the first round of the NFL draft. I don't think he's quite that talented. I no think, way I would like him. I think he's, like, second-round material. I would love him to go to the Saints with that second, that 31st pit they got from uh, Seattle. Well, that would be a pretty amazing place I'd for him. Really, you, know, know. you know, to have him and Brandon he Cooks there. Com- he would compliment Cooks really well. Yes. Really, I'd really like that. That's, that's my, like... And I think about, like, all oh, right, man, yeah. Because somebody like him, that's nice about him if he goes, like, late first. Remember, the later you go in the draft, the better for your fantasy mm-hmm. value because you're going to good teams. So that's somewhere, like, I ideally would like to see him go. What about him in, like, uh, San Diego there with Philip Rivers? I like that, too. I mean, but yeah. the, he he kind of reminds me, like, a little bit of, like, a Keenan Allen. Right. You know what I mean? Well, uh, that's, like, to me. That, to yeah, me, I guess you're right. That wouldn't be a bad comp for me. They'd comp him to Keenan Allen. Uh, size-wise, speed-wise, hands, you know, hand-wise. Right. Uh, he makes really good cuts. Keen Allen runs really good routes. Right, so right. I don't, I, yeah, would I like him there? Yeah, sure. I mean, you can't, I'll take two Keen Allens on my team too. <laughs> but to me, like I said, I was just thinking, of, I was just thinking of people that kind of like need another second wide receiver and, and, and obviously Phil Rivers is a pretty decent quarterback. So it'd be a nice landing spot, but yeah, I mean, it, they need a receiver. Right. Certainly too. They can definitely use another receiver. And yeah, I mean, he's one of those players. I think regardless where he goes, I think he has a chance to succeed. You ready for his fantasy points per game? Give it to me. Mm, it's only 16.3, but it's because he didn't have a ton of catches. Only, yeah, he had 50 catches. 50 catches on the air. If Blake and Bortles it, was there, I guarantee you'd have like 80 no, catches. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was that bad. It really take. was tough. And I didn't to watch, watch every game this no, year. I watched like two, three games. Yeah, I watched uh, four or something like that. But yeah, it was. What was, uh, what was Al Galore's fantasy points per game? Al Galore's fantasy points per game was 23.6. I like that too. Yeah, dude, he got a lot of passes, man. You know, and honestly, I mean, okay, here for Perriman, like you said, okay, he had 16 points per game, and we saw the tape and how bad his quarterback play was. So if he goes to somewhere on a bad team, even like you can, or even comp him as like if he can get early playing time in like an early rough beginning, 16 points per game, hey, man, I'll take that. Oh, yeah, for sure. From a rookie mm-hmm. any day of the week. Uh, but still, I mean, still coming out of Central Florida, so he's still kind of going to be a little bit more raw. The game speed's going to be night and day for him. But he had again. He's athletic enough, and he he to me what I saw does everything well enough that I think he could be a really good NFL receiver. I agree, man. I'm interested to see what he runs there uh, if he runs during his pro day. See what his actual time speed is yeah. compared to these other guys. Yeah, well, and he he will run because he looks. I mean, he looks he looks fast, but he doesn't look super fast on tape. I mean, I'm guessing he's probably in the four fours, but I I don't know that for sure. It seems legit. Yeah. He's one of the, he's one of the guys that I'm really intrigued about. Like he's one of those guys. Like he's 
he has me intrigued enough. Like, he's one of those guys, if he goes to the right spot, like I said, the Saints, like, ooh, how do I trade up back into the first round to get this guy on my fantasy roster? Because there's no way he's going to be there in a second. Right. Like, he's the one that's going to trump all. He's the one that's going to be, to me, is good enough to be guaranteed a first-round pick in your rookie draft and jump some of these running backs where they go. And maybe, you know, your friends don't listen to the Dynasty Nerds podcast and they don't get used to rankings because you don't tell them like you should. But <laughs> Greedy bastards. You know, the name, you know, the name won't be there for them compared to the Funchess and the Sammy Coates or even like the Devin Smiths or the Jalen Strongs. And he might slip right. on that value alone. But I'm telling you what, man, out of these guys we're all talking about, he... I want to say the highest upside, but I think Sammy Coates would have the highest upside of all these guys we're talking about. But I think he he's right up there with that. Like he has a really really good upside because I mean honestly he's he's not as fast as Sammy Coates. I'm assuming who ran a four four three, but he's taller than Sammy Coates. So yeah, he's got him by an inch, and they're similar weight. Yeah. So Brashard Perryman, Central Florida. Keep your eyes on him. Pay close attention. Definitely pay attention to his pro day when it's coming up, and watch how fast he runs. That's, that's going to be a big thing on him as well. But honestly, even if he runs a 4.5, it doesn't really... I saw the tape. And he, might, he might run a 4.5 now that... I, I mean, like, he's he's like right there, probably low 4.5 or, yeah. or high 4.4s. Four but I watched the tape, and I'm happy with what I saw. Yeah, me too. So, again, I mean, I don't, I don't get overly caught up on the 40 time. Neither do I. It's just kind of like a benchmark for me. Yeah. Well, we, get, we wouldn't we wouldn't mention if we didn't care. Yeah, exactly. A little bit. Yeah, we send the Valentine's Day cards. <laughs> so yeah, guy to watch. Keep it up on uh, keep him up on your dynasty radar, and he'll he's a, he'll be somebody we'll get into more after the NFL draft. After we cover all these guys, after we do it all over again. Ooh, can't yeah, wait. do it twice, man. Yeah, come right back at you with the same info. Anything anything worth doing once is worth doing twice. Same info, same notes. <laughs> just NFL teams scratch off Central Florida and put in. The Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. I hate the Ravens. Yeah. Um, Devin Smith Devin from the Smith. Ohio State University, six foot one ninety six, runs a four four two, ran a little bit slower than people thought he would. People thought he was going to be in the four threes. He definitely looks faster than that watching film. Agreed. And, and you know, just like you said, he's a second gear. Like he, like we, him and Jalen Strong's forty times are comparable. But Devin Smith would burn Jalen. I Strong. guarantee Devin Smith would burn him. Yeah. Yeah, not arson burn. No. But uh. Yeah, now obviously, you know, we uh we lived at Ohio State campus for some time. Yes, we did. Yeah, it was a fun time there. So yeah, we're slightly biased. Slightly biased, but here's here's the thing. I'm, I'm like ne- I'm like a reverse biased though. Nowadays. Yeah, I'm not slightly yeah. biased towards Devin Smith, and yeah. I'm like when all this stuff like it took me to it took okay it took me reading notes and it took me watching more film to really even get more back on the Devin Smith bandwagon, and the thing was because. Like I've I've watched literally every single snap of Devin Smith's career right. at Ohio State, every single one, and I've always liked Devin Smith, and I always I always thought he was good at Ohio State. But you know, for example, he had thirty three catches last year. Yeah, that's it. And for nine hundred and thirty one yeah, yards for a team that played for the national championship and right. a plus one game. Right. So yeah, but here's the thing. Yeah, it was for nine hundred thirty one yards, twelve touchdowns. So out of thirty three catches, twelve of those, a third of those, yep. are for touchdowns. And he had a 28.2 yards, yards average. Yards per catch average, man. Sick. It's and ridiculous, man. He, I mean, he probably tracks the ball better than anybody else in the draft. And that's where a lot of these people will come in are saying, like, his hands are really good, and he adjusted the ball really well, and he's a great deep ball runner. For being six foot, only six foot tall, 
I can't believe how many 50-50 balls he comes down with. He times his jumps perfectly, and he's just aggressive, and he goes up and gets the ball. I mean, it's it's kind of like astonish, astonishing me. Like, every time I watch it, it's 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 so weird. Uh, that's why I was a big fan of him at Ohio State. I was like, yeah, wow, look at like, he, does it, he, he did it again. Because he did it like every, like you said, a third of the time, you know, a third of his catches weren't even in the end zone, but he did it time after time again. That he would he would run downfield, he'd get behind the secondary, he'd jump, adjust to the ball, and he'd come down with it. He puts himself in such a good position on the defenders that makes sure that when he does get thrown the ball, that he's the one coming down with it. And this is where the NFL scouts are really intrigued by him because he does it better than anybody else in this draft. He does, by far, and it's not even close. And the, the, I guess the best way I could put it is, I mean, he plays bigger than his size. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. There's some guys that are six foot four, but they they are not they're not aggressive to, towards the ball. They don't time their jumps well, and they and they get beat by smaller cornerbacks. This is, he's like the exact opposite of that. So he's the smaller guy, and he times everything perfectly. He he can jump, you know, really well, and and times it perfectly. And that's everything. a huge. It's, that's a huge skill to be able to run a four four. Get behind a secondary and be in full speed, and see a ball and adjust and jump, adjust, jump and catch perfectly. And it's not something you could teach somebody either. That's like it's your natural that thing. Ability. He was absolutely one hundred percent born with it. And, yeah, and you know, he's I just like, a lucky one. I have a hard enough time doing that standing still. <laughs> well, like a tree out there. Yeah, planted. You, <laughs> you've got some issues. Yeah, we don't want to talk about me. No, I'm on Cody. You're on Cody, man. <laughs> So, yeah, he, he excels at getting behind the secondary. You know, but at Ohio State, he ran a lot of fly routes, uh, right. and his route running was pretty much non-existent. He, he was a go-along guy. I mean, he did, he, done, he did use that and run some comebacks and stuff like that. But, I mean, he didn't do a lot of the in-cutting in routes or anything like that. He looked good at the combine. I he, agree. I think he's got it in him. I just don't think they featured him that I way. I think so, too. That's, and that, and that kind of, like... It brought a smile to my face at the yeah. combine when he was running the routes. Like, oh, look at him! Look at him! Look at him! Now that cut, you know, right. like he looked good and he really excelled too with that big arm. When Cardale Jones came in, that's where he really like he. That's where he really started to take off. I know out of thirty-three catches, root take off, yeah, take off. But before that, he was catching one or two balls a game, and then Cardale came in. He did. He kind of excelled a little bit more after that. So he's a really intriguing prospect. He is Devin Smith. I mean, unfortunately. You know, his his floor is a guy that's going to get you two catches for 60 yards, and, a, and hopefully you gotta, you're, you're really depending on a touchdown every game. Mm-hmm. But his ceiling is, you know, like he's more developed than we actually think he is because and he can like run. T.Y. Hilton. And he can run routes, and he can, yeah, be like a T.Y. Hilton, I think, is, yeah. would be a ceiling for that guy, which is a pretty darn good ceiling. I think his floor can almost be like, a, like an early Deshaun Jackson. You think that's his floor? I, th- I really, I'm, again, I mean. Like, I think that, I mean, I think maybe that would be a ceiling. It would be like Deshaun Jackson. See, I think he, I think, I think his ceiling would be T.Y. Hilton, who I think is way better than Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Okay. I mean, Deshaun Jackson had that one good year. But besides that, I mean, let's face it. I mean, Deshaun Jackson was that guy that caught like two or three balls for 60 yards yeah, and a touchdown. You know right. what I mean? It's not like yep. he was like, that's what he did. He, he did what Devin Smith did at Ohio State. That's what he did. So, okay, yeah, it's not his floor. His floor is. He's a turd, right? But you know that's that's always possible. His floors go long, <laughs> go deep. Um, but he's definitely really intriguing. He could be one of the, he definitely has a chance to be one of those guys that he's not going to go high in any rookie draft. He'll be late first round at best, 
Even if he went, like, even if Devin Smith goes in the first round of the NFL draft, and I don't see him still going high in your rookie draft, regardless. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I think people are going to be intrigued elsewhere, unless you live in Ohio and you're a homer. But I mean, I would think I would start looking for Devin Smith in the middle of the second round. I think that's probably where he'll end up. Drafting. Really, I do. Hmm. Not, uh, I'm not in the NFL draft, but in in rookie drafts. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I think he's going to go anywhere from very late first to mid-second. I don't think he gets past the mid-second for sure. Again, I, I mean, NFL draft is going to change all this for right. us as well. But, it's yeah, I guess there's a lot of other guys here that are so close. And I think I think out of a lot of players here, he's going to be somebody we look back at and th- look, oh, wow, that was a good value. Like, man, I got Devin Smith uh, at 2-4. And then five years from now, he's like, a really like low end, like a low end wide receiver two for your fantasy team, some of those, something that you're really happy with that you can plug in and play in week in, week out. And he's somebody that if he can get down routes and change his game to go over, like over the middle, uh, look out. Yeah, for sure, because he's got the the ball skills to really excel. Yeah, so he's somebody that I'm, again, he's somebody I'm really intrigued by. You know, him and Perriman are like Jalen Strong. I like. I feel like I know what I'm gonna get out of Jalen Strong. You know what I mean? Like. When he comes in, like, what he does, like, maybe bust out, but, like, his ceiling, I can almost see it. You know what I mean? Like, okay, that's Jalen Strong in the NFL. And, like, Perriman and Smith are both guys like, ooh, you know, what can these guys do at the next level? So another guy to watch out for, Devin Smith, and really see where he goes and what kind of system he's going to fall in place into. But uh, somebody I like. And somebody, that, you know, I have two six in the Dynasty Nerds draft, and he, we'll see if uh, if he's there. He's somebody I might have to take a nibble on. Nibble, nibble. We'll go. What, what, Rich? Because he went to Ohio State. It's like, no, mother. I'm trying mother. to win mm-hmm. dynasty championships over here. Look out! Twenty-eight point two yards per catch. That's a great average, man. That's ridiculous, is what that is, man. Go deep. That's like three first downs. <laughs> Uncle Rico always told you to go deep. That's right. So Devin Smith, where do you have him on your board? Ten or eleven. Eleven. Okay. Ooh, you're not that big of a fan. <laughs> I. I just got some other guys. Okay. I think a little. You know. I don't even want to know Devin Smith's fantasy points per game. No, you don't, man. I don't. That's I just told that's you I probably don't. why I put him at eleven. Actually, I probably yeah, so you go at, by that. I probably al- looked algorithm at that one. thing you have Ooh. over. That's why. Just no, all about their college fantasy. Other points. people probably want to know. It's thirteen point two. Okay. Yeah, I mean, somebody like Justin Hardy probably had a lot of fantasy points just because I've got Justin Hardy above him. Because they threw him a ball a crap load of times. Twenty five point four two. Per game. Yeah. Wanna why? Because they target him all the time. He had 15 to 20 targets per game. 121 catches. He sure did. For 1,494 yards. Are we moving on to Justin Hardy? Let's do it. All right. Let's do this, man. Let's jump on in. All right, Justin Hardy. Wait, before we do that, let's take a break for our sponsors. Oh, okay. DynastyNerds.com. DynastyNerds.com. Get there. <laughs> Check them out. Like them on Facebook. Get on your iTunes. Rate them. Help them out. Hey, and buy a t shirt. Buy a t shirt, man. They're almost free. Almost free. They're as free as we can make them. They're 50 too. So it's That's not like right. we cheaped out and bought the cheapest shirts. We actually went high quality on the shirts. We're like, hey, we're not here to make money. No. Nope. We're here to give you quality. That's right. Remember, the chicks dig them. Chicks dig. And if you're a chick that listens, slash sophisticated woman, dudes really love them. Dudes really like Dynasty yeah. Nerds t-shirts. Yeah, you're guaranteed to find a sugar daddy that way. Yeah, slash right. hunk of a man. Speaking of hunk of a man. Yes. Justin. Oh, 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 I thought you were talking about me. Hey there, playboy. All right. Continue. 
<laughs> Justin Hardy. <laughs> All right. East Carolina, 5'10", 192, a smaller back. Went to 4'5", Can you bust out those stats again for me? Which stats are you looking for? His stats. Oh, 121 catches. Ooh. 1,494 yards. Ooh. 10 touchdowns. Wow. For a not-so-great 12.35 yards per catch. He's a possession guy. He is a very much a possession guy. Mm-hmm. And he was a 2014 Burlesworth Trophy winner for the number one walk-on in college football. I was going to tell you that. It, my first note was that he's a former walk-on. But do, does that note say 2014 Burlesworth? I didn't trophy? even know what that Burlesworth trophy is. Me neither. <laughs> you until, had to look that up, didn't you? But you know what? It's a great part of doing this job. That's right. Because you get to learn stuff like Burlesworth. Yes, sir. Do you even know who that guy was? But mm-hmm. apparently if anybody hears that again, is it's for the number one walk-on in the country. Nice. And he was a walk-on, so you're right. And what's really good, even though he's 5'10", he has really big hands. Yes, he does. 10 yeah. inches. Mm-hmm. That's like Kelvin Benjamin Odell Beckham territory. That's right. Right there. So he's got really good hands. And like you said, he's a possession receiver. Uh, they targeted him heavily at Eastern Carolina. I mean, he was like their number one, two, and three option. It seemed like on all their pass routes. So um, he, he he just gobbled up a ton of, ton. Of, I mean, he was the go-to guy. Yes. Of, I mean, he um, even returned kicks. Yep. So they, they had him everywhere. What I liked about him, too, is like he's probably like one of the best blockers that's coming out here, too. He blocks really well for his size as well. I agree. Um, and he's 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 elusive at the after the catch. I've seen him make some moves, some shimmies here and there. That's right. And he's um, a true hands catcher too, from what yes. I from what I witnessed, man. He he really snatches them out of the air. So I mean that's always a bonus, man. You don't want guys fumbling around and, and letting things come in and hit them in the chest. Especially if, if you know, if you're gonna be just a possession guy, you gotta really be able to secure those things yeah, and get he's up got field. Pre- he's got pretty good hands. I think like the only I think uh like an L S U game that I watched, like he dropped one ball because, like, I think he he looked ahead. He was like right at the at the goal line. I do line. remember that now. Yep. He was about to, he could have scored three touchdowns yep. in that game because one was the mm-hmm. quarterback threw an interception that was horrible thrown. Yep. Because but the the thing his first touchdown was like the first play of the game was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, yeah, good hands, just small guy. Right. Uh, he adjusts well to uh, poorly thrown balls. Another guy that does that. Um. He's really good at coming back to the ball. He's one of those guys that that's, yes. that's going to be a you know a quarterback's best friend. You know he works back towards the ball. I saw that a lot. Help, yeah, helps out his quarterback a lot. His quarterback needed help too. Yes, but I did. I saw that a lot. Like he he did. He he broke off his route. He'd stop. And they break off and he'd come at the ball and catch it. Like right. he did that really well. That's a good. Point. And he's not one of those guys. You know, like some of those guys, they break off their route and they stand there and wait for the damn ball to come to him. And that's when it yeah. gets picked off and returns for you know. Six points the other way. Yeah, he came back to the right. quarterback a he, lot. He runs it. He runs it back to the to the quarterback or to the ball. I mean, yeah. What I have here, like my big, what I have here in parentheses here is like he's a really solid football player. Absolutely, he does everything really good. Yep. Like he's just well, like if he went in there, he was he came out. If his name was more known, he made a Pro Bowl. It wouldn't like I would be like, oh man, how does Justin Hardy make a Pro Bowl? Do I see it happen? No. But could happen, yeah. I just to me, he's a really good football player. Yep. So I want to see where he lands, where he gets drafted. He's intriguing, um, not a burner. No, I can. Know, a, this is a guy like he probably will go like fourth round or or fifth round in the NFL draft. Uh huh. I could see him sliding like that, and like New England will pick him up, and and everyone will be like whatever, and then he'll eventually like take over Julian Edelman's role in like yeah. four years. Like I could totally see that. He, he's a slot. He, he yeah. he's definitely suited for the slot in the NFL. Yeah. Um. Because again, he's not a burner, but he for his size, he's not afraid to go up the middle. Right. He's physical. Like I said, he's one of the best blockers out there. Uh. 
again, same thing for our dynasty drafts. He's probably going to be a, he's for sure going to be a second rounder. Yep. Anywhere from mid second round to later second round, but you're going to get he's something you're going to get really good value on. Like he's a, he's one of those names that you come away with and you're like, yeah, you know, I got Justin Hardy in the second round, you know. Best draft ever. Yeah, dude, it's for real. I mean, especially if you get him late in the second round. I mean, that's you, you know, if you're picking late in any round, you're obviously doing pretty good on your team anyway, and you can probably sit on him for a little bit. So, and, I and think that's I think that's the kind of guy he is. I think you're gonna have to sit on him for a couple of years, but I think he's got good PBR value. You know, good that, heart. Yep. Okay, this guy's a walk on. Yep. And he finished. You know, he was average. Matt rated off his stats, and his numbers are somewhat inflated because again, he was heavily targeted. You know, like 15 to 20 targets per game. But this guy has heart. He's strong. He does everything well. He learns really well. He's just a really good football player. And I'm kind of intrigued to see where he's going to go. I mean, if if you're getting targeted 15 times a game, you, you're not, you can't be, they're not going to be throwing it to a guy that's not open. You know, you've got to be getting open. you got to be pretty good to get, to get that many, amount of targets. So, I mean, I just want to put that out there too. I mean, it's like. True. He's not like a product of just getting targeted. Like you have to be doing good stuff to get targeted 15 times a game. Yeah. Or everyone on your team has got to be terrible. Or you're slipping to quarterback 20s. Yeah, you could be doing that too. Who knows? <laughs> hey, man, I walked on. I need to get drafted. <laughs> <laughs> I know you need lunch money. <laughs> Trying to get drafted in the fourth round of the NFL. Oh, um, man. Yeah, but he's somebody like, he's somebody that I feel safer coming out of the draft. You know, and I feel like good about, you know, again, that, and if I have the him, if I have to choose him between Devin Funches, again, Funches has a much higher ceiling, but you're like, man, I bet Hardy's probably, like, you're telling yourself, like, man, if I take Funches, like, he's for sure going to be a bust. Oh, yeah. If, the, if you take him and you draft right behind me, he's for sure going to be good. <laughs> but if I take him, he's going to suck for hey, sure. Yep. So, you know what, maybe I should just take Justin Hardy. And it, we'll see, because, like I said, when, when it all comes down, I do my top 50 uh, big board. We'll see where they all fall together here. But as of right now, like, I like Justin Hardy better than I like Devin Funches. I definitely have him higher. I just think he can run routes and like get open and stuff. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily think David Funches can. Well, let's talk about this giant tarantula. Tarantula. Whatever. Codeine. <laughs> <laughs> um, Devin Funches, Michigan, 6'4, 232, runs a blazing, ran a blazing 4'7 at the combine. Yeah, maybe he uh, tripped or something. He had 62. Again, the stat lines don't blow you away. I mean, again, Michigan sucked. Like they always do. But, I mean, yeah, the the stats are the stats because yeah, they didn't have a quarterback that could actually sixty two catches, forward pass, so. seven hundred seventy three yards, and four touchdowns. Uh, will he play tight end in the NFL? Will he play wide receiver? That's kind of I guess the biggest question too. Like, where does he get drafted? Like, if the Saints draft him, let's say this like the Saints at the thirty first, they draft him. Do they put him at tight end and take over for Jimmy Graham, or do they leave him out wide and have him take over for Marcus Colson? He's right. almost like right in between, you know. Yeah. Like he's he's Colson started off at tight end. Yeah, he did. I lost a fantasy championship because that BS. That was a bunch of crap. Especially it was Yahoo, and they yeah. had him at wide receiver slash, slash tight, tight end. end. You could play him at both spots. Those Yahoos cost me. I lost a championship game because the guy had Marcus Colston his rookie year at a tight end position, putting up like a thousand yards, didn't he? Like or close to it. Son of a b. Ton of a t- ton of touchdowns. Anyway, so. Back to, I I kind of want. I'd kind. I would honestly. I would like him better if he was a tight end. Like if he was like coming out and he was like a tight end for sure. But yeah, I, my whole my whole praise would be different. I'm like this guy's got some good talent. That's what, I, absolutely. I completely agree with you. If he was our tight, if he was in tight end category, I think he'd be like third on the list of tight ends for me. Maybe even second. Yeah, he'd be second for me for sure. Maybe even second. Yeah. So it's 
and he's way down on my list of wide receivers. I mean, I just, I really don't think he can move well enough. He's, he's that fluid in his hips, man. At all, man. He's so stiff. For and being he, like that size he has, yeah, he's like, a, he's like a giant like Lego guy. Yeah. It's like blocks moving out there. It's like, doom, doom. I, I, I really wish actually, uh, Mike was here to hear his take on him because he was, I don't know, I could, I could see him having a different take for some reason. We'll get his. T- we'll make. We'll come yeah. back to that when Mike's back in the studio. We'll get. Uh, we'll get Mike's take on Funchess too. Because I, I think it's pretty well known, actually, between me and you, that me and you don't like him. But I haven't heard Mike's opinion, so I'd, I'd like to actually know how he feels about him. But I just, yeah, let's just get him on speakerphone. <laughs> Mike, real quick, what do you think of Funchess? <laughs> I kind of like him. <laughs> you would like him. Click. <laughs> Seriously, man. So yeah, I mean, here's another thing though too. He has lots of drop balls. He's got intriguing size. But that's like where it ends for me. <laughs> me too. That's, that's about it, man. So, I mean, I don't know. He's really slow. He didn't even run a 20-yard shuttle probably because it would have been super embarrassing. Like, I mean, because he, he can't move side to side. Like, he can't. Yeah, that's why he's like he's like too skinny to be an inline tight end. Right. He's not fast enough to be an outside receiver. Um, His strength is going to be like in the middle of the field. I mean, he adjusts to the ball well. He has good body control for his size. Like, he does all that well, but... Again, he doesn't really, like, he'll catch the ball with his body. He doesn't catch with his hands. He dropped a lot of balls in school. Um, It's hard to tell because the quarterback was really bad. Like, he might have been just, I mean. Yeah, but, you know, nobody's kids have, like, Justin Hardy. That doesn't have the greatest quarterback in the world. I mean, it's Michigan. For You know, at least he's playing a bit. I'm just trying not to pile on. I really don't like this guy. No, me neither. All right. So, I mean, he has great size. Again, I like him when he plays tight end a little bit better. And maybe... Maybe if he can get coached up. If he goes to a good team that is going to dumb it down for him a little bit and, like, just kind of, I don't, I don't, dude, I don't know. Like New I England and yeah. he plays, like, the Aaron Hernandez kind of role? Right, something like that. Because he can't, he's not a true wide receiver and he's not a true tight end. I, I can't find a spot for him. I don't know. Like, I don't hate him enough to say, like, I don't think he has, like, I'm not going to him like, he has no chance to be successful in the NFL. No, I, I, I'm close I, to saying that. I have him at like 22 because I'm. I saw your rankings. <laughs> you did that intentional. I do that. I do that intentionally because I friggin' hate him. But um, he'll probably come up a little bit before the by the time the draft comes around. So when we do, can we have a first time? Okay, first time ever. You know, it's gonna be year two of it. The second annual hater episode, oh, man. which we got great feedback on last yeah, year. He's gonna be on it. If you didn't, if you didn't listen to it, go back into the uh, to the archives and fi- look look up last year's midsummer the hater episode and all we do is go through and talk about players that we just hate <laughs> even the good ones even the good ones there's a lot of good ones there's, that we yeah. just hate and we mostly just talk about the good ones yeah. can devin funchess make your list on that without ever playing a snap <laughs> i, I think so i don't know why it's probably because i can just picture that stupid michigan helmet yeah no offense to any michigan fans out there but uh, hey i loathe michigan yeah. and i still draft I've, I've drafted mario manaham i've oh, drafted yeah. I, I, uh, braylon, I, I had braylon edwards on my team yeah i have oh, tom yeah. brady on my team right now I, I don't care once they get into the nfl yeah but uh yeah good lord i just don't see it for him there's a lot personally of, there's there's way let me put it this way there's way too many negatives on this guy for you to even think about taking him in the first round even or even the high second round, you're much better off taking a Perriman, Devin Smith. Um, yeah, I mean he has great size, he has some upsides. But listen, man, he is going to be a possession receiver at best when he gets there. His upside will his his strength to make him a viable option will be a, be a red zone target and scoring touchdowns. And again, he drops too many balls for me to even be confident about that. So 
Funchess to me, know where his good value is if you can get him in the third round. That's where that's where good value for me is. That's what I was just thinking right now. I'm like in my head. I'm like, if I'm in the third round and like no one else is around, I might think about it there. I would take him there just just because of the of that potential touchdown kind of target, and maybe gets moved to tight end in a good spot. You know what? I I just got like a really bad feeling in in my gut, which only happens every once in a while. Do you have to poop? No. Okay. That on. happens like three times a day. That feeling. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, no, like the Browns are definitely going to pick Devin Funches in this draft. Like I just have this odd, terrible feeling that because I hate him, that they're going to pick him. I'd really hate that. I would hate it too. And I just have a weird feeling. But go ahead. Let's let's continue. My wife let's... might give me that go- that look like you're a grown ass man and you're, you have a you have a tear in Why your eye. Why are you crying over a football player? <laughs> Why are you crying during the draft again, <laughs> Rich? <laughs> but I hate him so much. <laughs> Compared to last year when I ran upstairs and high fived her. Remember oh the my draft? God. I'm like, hey, we just got Johnny Manziel. So I ran upstairs and high fived the wife. She's like, what are you high fiving from? We just got Johnny Manziel. Surprised you guys didn't pop a baby out ten months later. No, <laughs> we made sure that can never happen again. Oh, that's right. You guys took precautions. Very much so. <laughs> I'm at I'm at two, which exceeds my that's my maximum limit of children. <laughs> it exceeds your maximum limit. Yeah. Oh Codeine. Codeine. <laughs> so Dove and Fenchest, don't draft them. Gosh, don't draft them. Unless it's the second third round. And if you really want to get frisky, maybe the end of the second. But I don't recommend don't it. Don't get frisky. At Dynasty Rich says no. Say no to Funchess. Say no to Funchess. Um, another guy that I won't that I'm not really huge on, but I want to see where he goes in the draft. And I actually, the more tape I like, the more things I kind of watched and read, actually swayed me a little bit more to the pro side than con side, which would be the last guy we talk about here, Sammy Coates from Auburn. Sammy Coates. So the big thing on you know Sammy Coates Auburn six one almost six two. Uh, two twelve runs a four four three. And again, they thought he was going. He he's been said to be timed at four three. So that wouldn't surprise me. He no. looks like a four three guy. He's a burner. He's big. He's got really long strong. arms too. He's fast. He has great leaping ability. Great leaping ability and long arms. Yes. Uh, the big thing that sucked for him is he was in Gus Malzahn Malzahn offense in Auburn. And they ran the ball first. Right. And he had he had a lot of drops in school. A lot of drops. And well, they asked him to run a lot of long, deep routes. I mean, yeah, they're, I mean, they are lower percentage passes. Okay, was that the LSU game I watched him too? That was, uh, like early on, he did really well. I was actually impressed with some of that early tape, but uh, he's that's that's his biggest county. Is he, you know, when I think of him, I think of Corderell Patterson. Do you? Oh, I never, big, big, strong, athletic guy who doesn't really catch the ball well. He didn't really. He doesn't. He ran go routes. He didn't really. You know. He didn't really. You know what I saw? I, I, I didn't see him get his head turned around quick enough on some of those things, and I think that caused him to look kind of clueless with his hands. I, mean, come, I, I think. I think it was his head. He, he he wasn't getting in and out of his breaks and getting his head turned around quick enough, and the ball think, was on him. Because he's coming off that. I mean, because he was coming off that knee injury too. I kind of had that note. Like you know, did they have something to play with it too? Right. Right. I mean, there's a lot. He, of, he makes some spectacular downfield catches. He and, did. That's and, the thing. He drops the ball. He makes some really good catches yeah. at the same time. He's got it in him. Like he, he has got. If he can put it all together, he's got huge upside. He has really good upside. That's what I said before and early. Like, I have all the guys on here that has the most upside. It's Sammy. I think that's he has the most upside. Sammy Coates for sure. And some, I mean, is, and some NFL teams gonna fall in love with his, like his potential. He's gonna go higher in the draft than probably. 
Oh, he's going to go higher than, yeah. Everybody, but probably maybe Devin Smith and maybe Jalen Strong. Yeah, I agree with that. In the draft? Yep, I agree with that. Somebody is going to fall for it for him big time because he, I mean, he's shown the ability to get downfield and make huge plays. I just read at his pro day he caught the ball really well, which is a good sign. And I think, you know what, the combine he caught the ball well too. Like, he, it wasn't horrible. Yeah. No, I mean, I have a thing. Like, I do not like wide receivers that can't catch the ball. Yeah. But for whatever reason, the the drops I saw from him, they didn't seem like it was an issue with his hands. So I, I what else are they for? I mean, I like just Does not. You have to poop. Maybe he's got a poop. <laughs> I don't know. Do you have to poop? Is no. That, is that codeine going codeine. through? Codeine. No. <laughs> All right. No. I, it's just like he's seeing rainbows out here. I don't know if he doesn't if he wasn't getting his head in, around in time or or what it was just concentration type of thing he wasn't expecting the ball and it, it was on him faster than he thought like those are the kind of things I saw when I looked at the tape not not like them the ball hitting him in the hands and it just like stoning out like okay. stone hands I mean those Donnie are the, Avery Donnie Avery uh, yeah like that's horrible like those the, those are inexcusable you can't coach that yeah type of hand mistakes if we didn't have the podcast back when Donnie Avery came out, but our nickname for Donnie Avery was Stone Hands. Stone Hands. It still is. Still is. He's still floating around the league somewhere. I think he was just on Kansas City. He just got cut. I think he just got cut. Like, <laughs> All right, Stone Hands. All right, Stone Hands. See you later. Get out of here. We're going to sign a real wide receiver. You're making Alex Smith worse than yeah. he is, which is almost impossible. Jeez, they clear out their whole wide receiver crew. They got rid of Dwayne Bowe, too, now? Yeah, Dwayne Bowe's uh, allegedly coming to Cleveland. Allegedly. Super Bowl. Championship. Got Jeremy Macklin. Oh yeah, Kansas people City. hate that. People are like really like. I saw his ADP value took like a huge, huge dip, which well, makes as sense it, as it should. Though I mean, I I don't I think what happened to Dwayne Bow when Alex Smith went there. Ah, said Dwayne. He fell off him. He fell off the map because Alex uh, Smith. I never thought Dwayne Bow was that great. Anyways, he wasn't. But there. but he was good for that. You know, he would he would catch two or three balls and have like twenty yards, and then all of a sudden, the end of the game would come. He'd score. He'd catch four passes on the last drive and a touchdown. That's yeah. That that was Dwayne Bow. That was Dwayne Bow like all the time. Like I would be watching the scores. I'm like, I'm like, oh, Dwayne Bow with a lame three points again. And then all of a sudden he'd finish with like 15. You're like, what the hell <laughs> happened? Like there was only two minutes left in that game, <laughs> and it was always the last friggin' drive, and he scored a touchdown. Yeah, and you were here last week, and I think I think a lot of people are. I think Jeremy Macklin's a good buy low candidate because I again I just saw today I think I saw it where his ADP dropped like in the recent like mfl 10s and stuff it dropped so drastically because uh everybody's freaking out because he went to kansas city but i mean i think jeremy macklin still he's gonna be the number one there they're paying him 11 million dollars a year i think he's still gonna catch a decent amount of balls but jeremy macklin's really good with the ball in his hands like he he excels with the ball he's a really good receiver like that like you said we, we talked about that he's good in open field so where his value does take a hit, I don't think it takes as big as a hit as everybody else says it does. Like some people were saying, I think it was even maybe it was Evan Silver or somebody was like, "Well, he just went from a wide receiver one to wide receiver three. And to me, that's like, that's being really excessive. I I think he leaves that. I mean, he was borderline wide receiver one as we talked about anyways. Like he, right. I think he finished the year as wide receiver eleven or twelve right there anyways, which right. puts him at wide receiver one. Maybe this year he finishes at wide receiver like eighteen. I was gonna say 19. Like, yeah, right in the middle of the second yeah. wide receiver two. I don't think he's well, wide yeah. receiver three. But guess what? Yeah, that's a middle of the a middle mid end wide receiver two. Right. Those are guys help you win championships. Again, there's you not a whole them. bunch. Yeah, yeah. If if he was your number one last year, you're bummed. 
but you know, I mean, I'm bummed. It, I have him. I'm bummed. He's not your. He's not your top wide receiver, though. Nah, we don't want to talk about that right now. Is he? I got Andre Johnson, baby. Oh man. And I got Brandon Cooks. Oh man. Yeah, talk- Brandon Cooks is good. One, I think. Okay, just let's talk about my team here for a second, so you guys can get a little bit on my inside information. Mm-hmm. I've got Andre Johnson. Yeah. I feel great about. I tell you, free agency, free agency for my dynasty nerds league. Besides the Jeremy Macklin thing, have done wonders to my team, but. Andre Johnson had one foot on the grave, the other one on the banana peel, but somehow he didn't slip and got no. his foot out of the grave. And he's now, gonna, now he's, he's all gonna right. Catch, yeah. He's going to catch. Here's the thing I told me and Mike talked about last week. You weren't here. He caught 85 balls last year for 1,000 yards. His big thing lately hasn't been touchdowns. So he's going to catch 90 balls next year in Indy. You think? 85. I think he'll do more touchdowns. I think he'll do similar. So he'll give me 85, but he won't give me 90 catches? <laughs> no, I, I said 80. 90? I said 80. <laughs> Try 85, son. <laughs> Try 75. But even if he does, even if he goes up, if he catches one more touchdown, it offsets six catches right there. I agree. No, I, I, I'm saying I think his value went up slightly. And I still think now with Jimmy Graham gone, I think, uh, and Marcus Colson, and, or not even Colson, but uh, Kenny Stills gone, mm-hmm. I think Brandon Hill, Brandon Cooks. Uh, value is going to go significantly up to in PPR leagues. Well, what do you? The reason I drafted him for is to be PPR monster. Um, not to switch gears off of um Andre Johnson and your team. What, what do you think about Josh Hill? What about me going forward? Uh, I like Josh Hill going forward. They he had that pre- the end of the season presser where like uh, Sean Payton mentioned Josh Hill. Uh, he's somebody that you should immediately check your waiver wires for. I'm glad you brought that up. And was he on a waiver wire? He was on the waiver wire. I swooped him up the day after the Jimmy Graham trade went down, and then they started gushing about him. I was like, oh, my gosh. Son of a bee. I looked on the waiver wire. He wasn't available. Because I already had him. See? Day after the trade, That's my why man. you're a professional. Day after the trade. And I'm just a Come guy on. in a chair over here. With, That's I'm coding. Coding. That's how I keep you dumb in the <laughs> offseason. I throw your back out. Yeah, really intriguing. Like, yeah. uh, good size. Because he had some true vulture moments last year that that caught my attention because I own Jimmy uh, Jimmy Graham in another league and I was like damning him to hell for stealing touchdowns at the end of the year and it caught my attention enough that as soon as they shipped Jimmy Graham out I went out and on my waiver wire and picked him up so if if you do you know if you have an active waiver wire in the in the off season which you should which you should. Go out there and get them. I mean, some people don't have the choice. They're on Yahoo and stuff yeah. like that, and they just keep track of their stuff manually during the offseason. Um, you shouldn't be doing that anymore. Go on some dynasty. Like Flea Flicker. Flea my Flicker. fantasy league. Yeah, MLF. Um, M- MFL. MFL. Yeah, my bad. I'm bad with letters. <laughs> I'm bad with reading. <laughs> <laughs> Words. Letters. Um, um, yeah, Josh Hill, though, he's definitely a buy. Definitely a buy, man. Definitely, because, I mean... Unless it's, you know they might draft, fun. but no matter it's a low it's a low risk high upside type of thing yeah, right now in the right off now, season. I I think they're gonna go to a power run offense. I think you know them getting CJ Spiller. I think I tweeted out the other day with the CJ Spiller uh, addition there. Think Darren Sproles back when he was in there. I mean he was a running back mm-hmm. one there. He's yep. gonna catch he's gonna catch fifty balls in New Orleans. I agree, and he might be more explosive than CJ Spiller. I mean Darren Sproles. So I really like Spiller there. I still like Ingram. Ingram finished last year, started even last year, really strong. I think it's really good news for Ingram. I think the New Orleans situation hurts Breeze, but it really helps Mark Ingram, helps Josh Hill, and helps Brandon Cooks. Uh, Marcus Colston, still Marcus Colston. Nothing's going to change there. 
So I don't. Yeah, I don't see him getting an uptick from that. I see them. I see them drafting a receiver. Yep. Uh, somebody with size. Yep. Like I said Perriman would to me would be perfect there. Yep. Uh but I really like C.J. Spiller there a lot as a new acquisition. I like and I like Josh Hill. I think you know, obviously C.J. Spiller's not on your waiver wire, but Josh Hill. Josh Hill likely is. And Josh Hill most likely is on everyone's way. And you know the Dynasty Nerds maneuver for a guy like Josh Hill. What you do is you you propose a trade package where it's not looking like you're trying to get Josh Hill, but the whole point is to get Josh Hill. That's your cheap sales tactics, but yeah. No, 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 no. We've <laughs> talked about this before. I know. It's savvy. Yeah. When the like there's a guy that there's always that like whenever you want a mid level guy. On somebody's dynasty team, you don't come out and say, "Oh, dude, what do you want for Josh Hill?" Because then they're like, "Whoa, why, whoa, whoa!" What, red alert, red alert, like, Josh Hill. Alert. Better top, go read up on Josh Hill. Yeah, because but if they're on top of it like you are, right. then you're like, "No, dude, if, dude." Sean Payton just talked him up, blah blah. And you're like, right. "Oh, because you're on it." But not everybody is on not it. We know this. Everybody's on it. So if you come out like, "Dude, yeah, I want Josh Hill," and they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Red flags galore. Let me investigate here. Uh-huh. Like, ooh. <laughs> Jimmy Grant was traded. What? <laughs> you stupid bastard. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I love to do that because sometimes you want like a mid-level guy like that who has like upside, who's not really worth, like you're not giving up a first-round pick for Josh Hill. You're probably not giving up a second-round pick for Josh Hill. But you want to get him, so you, you try and include him in like a trade package where he's really the guy you want. Right, but you're trading similar goods in the other section yes. of the trade. And sometimes you get away with like a, he's like somebody that I, I like to trade away like a vet with a name. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That has some kind of value to get something back there. Like Andre Johnson. No, no would be a great note. I would lo- if you can, because I think he's terrible, like Vernon Davis. Oh, God. If you could unload that guy for Josh yeah. Hill. But dude, hey, I'll give you Vernon Davis in a third for Josh Hill. I can see a lot of di- I can see a, di- a lot of dynasty owners out there going, oh, oh yeah, so yeah, you idiot, sure I'll do that. <laughs> and then nine months from now they're like, oh my god, I trade Josh Hill for Vernon Davis. Oh. Vernon Davis is in a retirement home, <laughs> pooping with a walker. With a walker, <laughs> the third round pick I took Devin Funchess. <laughs> can't move. He can't, he can't move. He's got stone hands. And Josh Hill just caught seventy balls for twelve hundred yards. So yeah, real good. I'm glad you brought him up because that's a that's a good point. And CJ Spiller too, because he was some he we didn't talk about him last week because he didn't sign yet. Uh, he's somebody I like as that new move as well. I think he'd do really well. Yeah, it's a nice um, nice landing spot for him for sure. I'm trying to think who else anybody else signed the last week they could think of top hands. Uh, Bo's think, yeah, likely going to sign in Bo's, Cleveland. Yeah, Bo's, Bo's going to go there. So that's neither here nor yeah. there. I mean, he's still wide receiver four or five. Right. I agree with that. I think that's it. Right. Yeah, pretty much all the big name guys moved pretty quick. Ryan Matthews, I think tomorrow yeah, they, they might that might happen after the podcast. Yeah, I think it did. But Murray and uh, Matthews both being in Philadelphia hurts. Eh, it, it takes it, it hurts Matthews more than Murray. I agree. I think I think the dollar follow the dollars on that one. Murray got way more. And, yeah, and he's well, that's gonna just be logical. Feature, right, yeah. he's going to be featured. Uh, so. I mean, Matthews, but as like a Matthews owner, you're kind of like. Ah shit, man! You know, like as a Matthews owner, you're, that burns. Yeah, because you're thinking he's going somewhere in free agency. Like worst case, he's going back to San Diego. Like, right? It still kind of blows my mind. Like you signed up, like you knew Murray was going to be number one, but you still signed. You're like, it's kind of almost like an admission to him that he knows he kind of blows. Maybe yeah, maybe the injuries. Like, hey man, I don't want that man carries anyway. Like I'm good being a like right. a change of pace kind of back. Right. That's what you know. These bones are brittle. Right. He might just know it, yeah. and it might be a little bit of an admission. So okay. That's it, right? That's it. I think that's it, man. Well, if we missed anything, 
Uh, you can obviously hit us up on Twitter. Absolutely. I'm at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. And this is part two of the receivers. So right. next week we're going to wrap them up with the guys that are going to be, uh, you know, some guys will probably be able to sneak in there. Some names out there still. Right. Get on. So we'll hit some more wide receiver threes there. Then after that we'll get into the running backs, which will be a two deep episode at least. That might carry out to three episodes. It could, man. It's deep. It is deep this year, man. It's nice. I mean, you know, the quarterback tight end episode's going to be 20 minutes long. <laughs> That'll be fast. It's going to be a really short episode. Uh, these two guys are good. Everyone else sucks. We'll talk about how sweet our t-shirts are for 20 minutes. Yeah. Same thing Same thing with the tight ends. So, yep. Again, guys, too, if you guys want to get on a shirt and buy a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt, they are on the site. Just go to shop. Uh, it's a good way to help support the podcast and rate us on iTunes. It's a great way to keep everything we do for free by giving us money. That's um, <laughs> And... <laughs> Uh, again, I, we will still have a, a listener league, uh, part two going on as well. You guys have asked for it. We will get it going and, uh, more news to come that to later. I can't talk about it now cause I'm just way too messed up on coding. Coding. So until then guys, uh, we'll come back to you next week. Wrap up these rookie wide receivers. Uh, have a good week guys. Stay warm. All right guys. Thanks a lot. Later. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.